Homily 12, Part 2 of Homilies on Colossians by St. John Chrysostom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Homily 12, Part 2 I have not spoken these things without a reason, but in order that ye may cease your attendance at weddings, at dancings, at satanical performances, for see what the devil hath invented. Since nature itself hath withheld women from the stage, and the disgraceful things enacted there, he hath introduced into the women's apartment the furniture of the theatre, I mean wanton men and harlots. This pestilence the custom of marriages hath introduced, or rather, not of marriages, far be it, but of our own silliness. What is it thou doest, O man? Dost thou not know what thou art at? Thou marriest a wife for chastity, and procreation of children. What then mean these harlots? That there may be, one answereth, greater gladness. And yet is not this rather madness? Thou insultest thy bride, thou insultest the women that are invited. For if they are delighted with such proceedings, the thing is an insult. If to see harlots acting indecorously conferreth any honour, wherefore dost thou not drag thy bride also thither, that she too may see? It is quite indecent and disgraceful to introduce into one's house lewd fellows and dancers, and all that satanic pomp. Remember, he saith, my bonds. Marriage is a bond, a bond ordained of God. A harlot is a severing and a dissolving. It is permitted you to embellish marriage with other things, such as full tables and apparel. I do not cut off these things, lest I should seem to be clownish to an extreme. And yet Rebecca was content with her veil only. Still I do not cut them off. It is permitted you to embellish and set off marriage with apparel, with the presence of reverend men and reverend women. Why introducest thou those mockeries? Why those monsters? Tell us what it is thou hearest from them. What? Dost thou blush to tell? Dost thou blush, and yet force them to do it? If it is honorable, wherefore dost thou not do it thyself as well? But if disgraceful, wherefore dost thou compel another? Everything should be full of chasteness, of gravity, of orderliness. But I see the reverse, people frisking like camels and mules. For the virgin, her chamber is the only befitting place. But, saith one, she is poor. Because she is poor, she ought to be modest also. Let her have her character in the place of a fortune. Has she no dowry to give with herself? Then why dost thou make her otherwise contemptible through her life and manners? I praise the custom that virgins attend to do honor to their fellow. Matrons attend to do honor to her who is made one of their order. Rightly hath this been ordered. For these are two companies, one of virgins, the other of the married. The one are giving her up, the other receiving her. The bride is between them, neither virgin nor wife, for she is coming forth from those, and entering into the fellowship of these. But those harlots, what mean they? They ought to hide their faces when marriage is celebrated. They ought to be dug into the earth, for harlotry is the corruption of marriage. But we introduce them at our marriages. 
and when ye are engaged in any work ye count it ill-omened to speak even a syllable of what is adverse to it for instance when thou sowest when thou drawest off the wine from thy vats thou wouldest not even if asked utter a syllable about vinegar but here where the object is chasteness introduce ye the vinegar for such is an harlot when ye are preparing sweet ointment ye suffer not ill scented to be near marriage is a sweet ointment why then introduces thou the foul stench of the dunghill into the preparation of thy ointment what sayest thou shall the virgin dance and yet feel no shame before her fellow for she ought to have more gravity than the other she hath at least come forth from the nurse's arm and not from the palestra for the virgin ought not to appear publicly at all at a marriage seest thou not how in king's houses the honoured are within about the king the unhonoured without do thou too be within about the bride but remain in the house in chasteness expose not thy virginity either company is standing by the one to show of what sort she is whom they are giving up the other in order that they may guard her why disgracest thou the virgin estate for if thou art such as this the same will the bridegroom suspect her to be if thou wishest to have men in love with thee this is the part of saleswomen greengrocers and handicraftspeople is not this a shame to act unseemly is a shame even though it be a king's daughter for doth her poverty stand in the way or her course of life even if a virgin be a slave let her abide in modesty for in christ jesus there can be neither bond nor free what is marriage a theatre it is a mystery and a type of a mighty thing and even if thou reverence not it reverence that whose type it is this mystery saith he is great but i speak in regard of christ and of the church it is a type of the church and of christ and dost thou introduce harlots at it if then saith one neither virgins dance nor the married who is to dance no one for what need is there of dancing in the grecian mysteries there are dancings but in ours silence and decency modesty and bashfulness a great mystery is being celebrated forth with the harlots forth with the profane how is it a mystery they come together and the two make one wherefore is it that at his entrance indeed there was no dancing no symbols but great silence great stillness but when they come together making not a lifeless image nor yet the image of anything upon earth but of god himself and after his likeness thou introducest so great an uproar and disturbest those that are there and puttest the soul to shame and confoundest it they come about to be made one body see again a mystery of love if the two become not one so long as they continue two they make not many but when they are come into oneness they then make many what do we learn from this that great is the power of union 
the wise counsel of god at the beginning divided the one into two and being desirous of showing that even after division it remaineth still one he suffered not that the one should be of itself enough for procreation for he is not one who is not yet united but the half of one and it is evident from this that he begetteth no offspring as was the case also before time seest thou the mystery of marriage he made of one one and again having made these two one he so maketh one so that now also man is produced of one for man and wife are not two men but one man and this may be confirmed from many sources for instance from james from mary the mother of christ from the words he made them male and female if he be the head and she the body how are they two therefore the one holdeth the rank of a disciple the other of a teacher the one of a ruler the other of a subject moreover from the very fashioning of her body one may see that they are one for she was made from his side and they are as it were two halves for this cause he also calleth her a help to show that they are one for this cause he honoureth their cohabitation beyond both father and mother to show that they are one and in like manner a father rejoiceth both when son and daughter marry as though the body were hastening to join a member of its own and though so great a charge and expenditure of money is incurred still he cannot bear with indifference to see her unmarried for as though her own flesh itself were severed from her each one separately is imperfect for the procreation of children each one is imperfect as regards the constitution of this present life wherefore also the prophet saith the residue of thy spirit and how become they one flesh as if thou shouldst take away the purest part of gold and mingle it with other gold so in truth here also the woman as it were receiving the richest part fused by pleasure nourisheth it and cherisheth it and withal contributing her own share restoreth it back a man and the child is a sort of bridge so that the three become one flesh the child connecting on either side each to other for like as two cities which a river divides throughout become one if a bridge connect them on both sides so is it in this case and yet more when the very bridge in this case is formed of the substance of each as the body and the head are one body for they are divided by the neck but not divided more than connected for it lying between them brings together each with the other and it is the same as if a chorus that had been severed should by taking one part of itself from this quarter and the other again from the right make one or as these when come into close rank and extending hands become one for the hands extended admit not of their being two therefore to wit he said with accuracy of expression not they shall be one flesh but joined together into one flesh namely that of the child what then 
when there is no child will they not be two nay for their coming together hath this effect it diffuses and commingles the bodies of both and as one who hath cast ointment into oil hath made the whole one so in truth is it also here i know that many are ashamed at what is said and the cause of this is what i spoke of your own lasciviousness and unchasteness the fact of marriages being thus performed thus depraved hath gained the thing an ill name for marriage is honourable and the bed undefiled why art thou ashamed of the honourable why blushest thou at the undefiled this is for heretics this is for such as introduce harlots thither for this cause i am desirous of having it thoroughly purified so as to bring it back again to its proper nobleness so as to stop the mouths of the heretics the gift of god is insulted the root of our generation for about that root there is much dung and filth this then let us cleanse away by our discourse endure then a little while for he that holdeth filth must endure the stench i wish to show you that ye ought not to be ashamed at these things but at those which ye do but thou passing by all shame at those art ashamed at these surely then thou condemnest god who hast thus decreed shall i tell how marriage is also a mystery of the church as christ came into the church and she was made of him and he united with her in a spiritual intercourse for saith one i have espoused you to one husband a pure virgin and that we are of him he saith of his members and of his flesh thinking then on all these things let us not cast shame upon so great a mystery marriage is a type of the presence of christ and art thou drunken at it tell me if thou sawest an image of the king wouldst thou dishonour it by no means now the practices at marriages seem to be a matter of indifference but they are the causes of great mischiefs all is full of lawlessness filthiness and foolish talking and jesting let it not proceed saith he out of your mouth now all these things are filthiness foolish talking and jesting and not these simply but with aggravation for the thing has become an art and there are great praises for those that pursue it sins have become an art we pursue them not in any chance way but with earnestness with science and thenceforth the devil takes the command of his own array for where drunkenness is there is unchasteness where filthy talking there the devil is at hand bringing in his own contributions with such an entertainment tell me dost thou celebrate the mystery of christ and invitest thou the devil i dare say you consider me offensive for this too is a property of extreme pervertedness that even one that rebuketh you incurs your ridicule as one that is austere hear ye not paul saying whatsoever ye do whether ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do do all to the glory of god but ye do all to ill report and dishonour hear ye not the prophet saying 
serve the lord with fear and rejoice unto him with trembling but ye are wholly without restraint is it not possible both to enjoy pleasure and to do so with safety art thou desirous of hearing beautiful songs best of all indeed thou oughtest not nevertheless i condescend if thou wilt have it so do not hear those satanic ones but the spiritual art thou desirous of seeing choirs of dancers behold the choir of angels and how is it possible saith one to see them if thou drive away all these things even christ will come to such a marriage and christ being present the choir of angels is present also if thou wilt he will even now work miracles as he did then he will make even now the water wine and what is much more wonderful he will convert this unstable and dissolving pleasure this cold desire and change it into the spiritual this is to make of water wine where pipers are by no means there is christ but even if he should have entered he first cast these forth and then he works his wonders what can be more disagreeable than this satanic pomp where everything is inarticulate everything without significancy and if there be anything articulate again all is shameful all is noisome nothing is more pleasurable than virtue nothing sweeter than orderliness nothing more amiable than gravity let any celebrate such a marriage as i speak of and he shall find the pleasure but what sort of marriages these are take heed seek first a husband for the virgin who will be truly a husband and a protector as though thou wert intending to place a head upon a body as though about to give not a slave but a daughter into his hands seek not money nor splendor of family nor greatness of country all these things are superfluous but piety of soul gentleness the true understanding the fear of god if thou wishest thy darling to live with pleasure for if thou seek a wealthier husband not only wilt thou not benefit her but thou wilt even harm her by making her a slave instead of free for the pleasure she will reap from her golden trinkets will not be so great as will be the annoyance that comes of her slavery i pray thee seek not these things but most of all one of equal condition if however this cannot be rather one poorer than in better circumstances if at least thou be desirous not of selling thy daughter to a master but of giving her to a husband when thou hast thoroughly investigated the virtue of the man and art about to give her to him beseech christ to be present for he will not be ashamed to be so it is the mystery of his presence yea rather beseech him even in the first instance to grant her such a suitor be not worse than the servant of abraham who when sent on a pilgrimage so important saw whither he ought to have recourse wherefore also he obtained everything when thou art taking anxious pains and seeking a husband for her pray say unto god whomsoever thou wilt do thou provide into his hands commit the matter and he honoured in this way by thee 
will requite thee with honour two things indeed it is necessary to do to commit the thing into his hands and to seek such an orderly person as he himself approves when then thou makest a marriage go not round from house to house borrowing mirrors and dresses for the matter is not one of display nor dost thou lead thy daughter to a pageant but decking out thine house with what is in it invite thy neighbours and friends and kindred as many as thou knowest to be of a good character those invite and bid them be content with what there is let no one from the orchestra be present for such expense is superfluous and unbecoming before all the rest invite christ knowest thou whereby thou wilt invite him whosoever saith he hath done it to one of the least hath done it to me and think it not an annoying thing to invite the poor for christ's sake to invite harlots is an annoyance for to invite the poor is a means of wealth the other of ruin adorn the bride not with these ornaments that are made of gold but with gentleness and modesty and the customary robes in place of all golden ornament and braiding arraying her in blushes and shamefacedness and the not desiring such things let there be no uproar no confusion let the bridegroom be called let him receive the virgin the dinners and suppers let them not be full of drunkenness but of abundance and pleasure see how many good things will result whenever we see such marriages as these but from the marriages that are now celebrated if at least one ought to call them marriages and not pageants how many are the evils the banquet hall is no sooner broken up than straightway comes care and fear lest aught that is borrowed should have been lost and there succeeds to the pleasure melancholy intolerable but this distress belongs to the mother-in-law nay rather not even is the bride herself free all that follows at least belongs to the bride herself for to see all broken up is a ground for sadness to see the house desolate there is christ here is satan there is cheerfulness here anxious care there pleasure here pain there expense here nothing of the kind there indecency here modesty there envy here no envy there drunkenness here soberness here health here temperance bearing in mind all these things let us stay the evil at this point that we may please god and be counted worthy to obtain the good things promised to them that love him through the grace and love toward man of our lord jesus christ with whom to the father together with the holy ghost be glory power honour now and for ever and world without end amen End of homily twelve. End of homilies on Colossians by St. John Chrysostom.